Good evening, everyone. It's, I'm going to come a bit closer. It is lovely to be with you this evening on this Christmas night. My name is Stuart. I'm one of the ministers here, and it's my privilege to be here with you tonight. And I love Christmas. So much of Christmas is so familiar, isn't it, and reassuring. The same carols that we've already sang three of, I think. The same readings, the same traditions. For me, Christmas hasn't properly started until the Christingle service that we had earlier today. The excitement and the potential combination of the risk of children and candles. It says a lot about me, I'm afraid. But it's so much for me, the start of Christmas, where children have in their hand a lit candle sticking out of an orange. Is it wrong that now, in sort of a Pavlovian way, I now associate the smell of burning fringes with Christmas? <laughs> Luckily, there wasn't too much of that smell earlier today. For many of us, Christmas is defined by having the same food, doing the same things, even coming to Midnight Mass. For me, it's the familiarity and the decadence, I'm allowed to do this just once a year, of being allowed M&S Belgian biscuits for breakfast. <laughs> like the reading we just listened to, this reading too could be so familiar to so many of us. Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem, there's no room in the inn, and then shepherds are told by a whole host of angels that Jesus was born, and they go and they pay respect to him. A beautiful story about a baby, job done. And we could finish now, and I could get you home early so that you can get back to those mince pies. After all, they're not going to eat themselves, are they? But hold on. Whilst we're still here, why don't we just spend a little bit of time just asking ourselves one question tonight. And this is the question. Why, of all the people that God could have told this amazing news to, did he choose those shepherds? Well, let's put ourselves in God's shoes for a minute. What's going on here? And how big is this news? Well, if you're God, it's the biggest news there has ever been. If all creation, sorry, if all life was created through you, the whole universe put in place by, as we are told in Psalm 8, by your little fingers, all this, at this exact point in, in time in history, this point in history that is even today so remembered across the world by all people groups, even the way we record what year we are in is based on the year that Jesus was born. Year 2023 is named that way because it's estimated that 2,023 years ago, Jesus was born. This news is huge. This news fundamentally is that God himself, for the first time in history, is coming to earth in human form to be a man, to experience all of what being human is. God who made everything now is coming and making himself vulnerable. And possibly nothing is more vulnerable than a helpless human baby. This is pretty big news. So back to my question, if you have this huge news, why tell it to a bunch of shepherds up on the hilltop? Surely you would tell more important people in society. 
maybe the political or religious elite back in Jerusalem, telling the king in his royal palace, or at least the high priests who ran the temple at the center of Jewish society. But no, he tells first and foremost shepherds. So why shepherds? Well, we need to know a little bit more about these shepherds. And I want you to think what picture conjures up in your mind when you think about shepherds this Christmas time. Well, maybe because of the hundreds of pretty Victorian-style Christmas cards that we've received over the years, our picture of shepherds may be a little gentler than the reality. We imagine them wearing what looks like a dress, maybe with a tea towel over their head, holding a sweet little lamb, so cute. But in reality, this was so far from the truth. Shepherds were actually hard as nails. They had to be. They literally risked their lives night after night looking after the sheep in their care, constantly in danger from wild animals, from bandits up in the dark hills. They had to be so tough. They lived in dangerous times. Their job was to look after other people's sheep, to find them good grass to eat, to sometimes drive them across country, to sell them in a distant marketplace, or often taking them to the temple in Jerusalem to be sacrificed. And if anything happened to these sheep, they wouldn't get paid. They would have been constantly under threat from wolves and thieves that would do anything to get hold of these valuable sheep. But they would have paid little attention, they would have been paid very little even if they successfully got their sh the owner's sheep to where they needed to go. They were on minimal rage. These were not the cream of society. These were true working class men of the time. They were also known for not always being whiter than white themselves. Maybe a little dodgy if you know what I mean. Each new year, Claire, my wife and I meet up with our oldest and best friends who I went to university with. And one year we went to their house and we were having a fancy dress party, strange things. Um, the theme was animals, all cute and furry, yes, but I wasn't going to go down that route. I dressed up as the most disheveled and dodgy looking rabbit I could possibly muster. I wore big black ears, tatty rabbit ears, and the dirtiest cream, actually more like grey jumper, and big Doc Martin boots. I was unshaved, maybe like a bit this evening, but my hair was a bit darker then. And I had a fake fag hanging out of my mouth. Rabbits would never be cute and fluffy again. Neither should we think of shepherds in that Victorian way again. So put away those Christmas card images of shepherds that you've had in your heads. These guys are tough, uneducated, and the lowest of the low in society. They certainly could look after themselves. Shepherds were so badly thought of by Jewish society that they were one of the few professions that were thought of as being too dishonest to give witness in a court, in a law court. So surely God had made a mistake by choosing them. But actually, this is so like God to choose these lowest of low. So let's see what happens and what we can learn from how they respond. There in the darkness, we read, 
And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. This is their context. They are in the darkness, super aware of any danger that might be around them. Then all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Again, thinking back to our picture of our Christmas cards, this angel was no sweet little cherub playing his harp on a cloud. This angel was scary. A few years ago, we had in this church a talk from a woman in her 20s who had turned from Islam to Christianity. Speaking openly in public about this transformation was incredibly brave and a very dangerous thing for her to do. She prayed to God for safety as she spoke. God responded by helping her to imagine an angel standing there at the back of church. But this angel was huge. He couldn't stand upright. He, his back, his legs went up to the top, his back across the whole of church, and his arms across here. Suddenly, she felt so empowered and protected by her loving Heavenly Father. Knowing that God was protecting her in this enormously powerful, forceful way enabled her to be really herself and talk about the love and peace that she'd found as she got closer and closer to Jesus. So if that's anything like the angel that they saw, no wonder they were terrified. And what do we do when we're terrified? We have two options. We can run or we can stay still. Notice these shepherds don't run. What do they do? They stop and they really listen. And how does the angel talk with them? The angel of God, this terrifying figure, God's messenger, tells them exactly what they need to hear. He starts with where they are. He says, do not be afraid. He reassures them, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Then he tells them the specific details that in Bethlehem, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. So here, even at the lowest of lows in society, they would still have heard the prophecies of the coming of the Son of God. The Christ who is the Lord means is God himself. This is God himself coming to be our Savior. Then he tells them exactly where they can find him. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. To emphasize this, this one so imposing angel is joined by the heavenly hosts. Think of this as a whole army of angels filling the sky as far as the eye could see. It would make the northern lights look pathetic. This was huge news indeed. God's message is exactly what they need to hear. In these 57 words spoken by the angel, their lives were changed forever. They have listened carefully. They have really listened. How can we tell? Because they respond immediately. They said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord, the name of God himself, has told us about. The haste in these words isn't quite captured in the English translation. Actually, um, what they say is, come on, let's go. 
These shepherds don't mess around. Come on, let's go. And it was exactly as the angel said it would be when they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Finally, there's something else I noticed right at the end of the passage. What did the shepherds do after they visited that stable? Verse 20, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They returned to their sheep and their tough lives, but their lives were changed forever. And as they returned, they carried on glorifying and praising God for all the good things they had heard and seen. They had encountered God, the Lord, Emmanuel, which means God with us. But also, the Christ Christ had become their Christ. Their Christ, their Lord, the Lord of their life. Could you imagine how those nights went on and together they talked around the fire about that night when everything changed? Or when they met up with other shepherds and I'm sure people were amazed at how they told and spoke with such excitement about what they'd heard and seen witnesses to that amazing time. God changed these shepherds' lives forever. The Christ, their Christ, would, as the angels said, bring great joy that will be for all the people, even the lowest of the lows. These tough, rough shepherds. Jesus came to all people and for all people of every background, from every single part of society, even shepherds. And this is the answer to our question tonight, I think. This is why I think God chose to announce this good news to shepherds first. Because this good news is for everyone, even shepherds. Luke's original readers would have got it. If if he came even to shepherds, he certainly came for me too. And this is the message 2,000 years later for every one of us here tonight. If he came for shepherds, he certainly came for me too. So God's message was clearly that Jesus came for all people, including every single one of us. Jesus came for each one of us, you and me, so that we can be not just, he can be not just the Christ, but he can be our Christ, our Savior, our Lord, our Emmanuel, God with us. So my hope for this Christmas and into the new year is that we can meet anew with this Jesus, taking the lead of the shepherds, and that he can be ours and we can be his. The Saviour has been been born to each one of us, who is Christ the Lord. Merry Christmas, everyone, and God bless you. Amen.